In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Background noise, would you like? For what? For taping this episode. Oh, you know, what would really be cool is if we had, like... Um, dishwasher? Dishwasher. Maybe that would be awesome. Some, some dishes Onions? clanging in the kitchen. Nice. Yeah, and maybe the sound of kids giggling in the other room. That would be, that would be cool if we had that. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, look, that's, that's exactly what Perfect. we have. All right. Welcome to Interman Radio, where we accomplish more than we thought we could through Christ's power working in us, regardless of what your pastor said last week. So drop those excuses and pick up your Bibles and prepare to win. You know what's really cool? Last week we were talking, Mark, about 1 John chapter 1, verses 1-5. through 5, And we ended in the part where he says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And we took a look at how that pertains to our uh, God speaking light into existence, the whole principle of light, the new creation, how we're created just like he created the earth in the beginning, yep. and, and how God used the whole of creation as an illustration of how we were recreated or created new in him. That's a big, big deal. I'm, I'm listening to you doing these... these... Big profound things, and all I can hear in my mind is that uh, what's what's the name of that um, uh, like science to the, the, with the timpani, the bum 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 oh bum bum yeah bah. right 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 <laughs> dun, dun, it just God is like bum 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 right. yeah so as helpful as that is I'll drop yeah, that what? I'll drop that in uh, after the episode we'll <laughs> do the bum we need timpani. What does that look like? When we say God is light, there should be some practical application to that. And John doesn't leave us wondering what that should be. Really, verses 6 through 10 that uh, that follow our text from last week really bring out in some pretty personal detail exactly what that's supposed to look like in us. He says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. That's fairly right down to earth, right where you live. We're talking about confession of sin. We're talking about practicing truth, walking in the light. Uh, all of those things is how John tries to put some meat on the, on, the, on the principle or the framework of God is light. With him there's no darkness at all. That means there can't be darkness in us if we're going to have fellowship with him who has no shifting shadow. Yeah, so looking at that, still, it, it seems a little bit broad. Doesn't it? When we're reading that this passage and we're talking about walking in light and and uh, in this context, it almost seems like it's a platitude. How can we get to some specifics here, Mark? And what are those specifics as I'm living my daily life? Because I could go, I could say, "Hey, yeah, brother, we need we're in the light. You know, yeah. we'd be in the light, <laughs> right, light. Right, you know, right? Like what? Like a Bud Light? I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? So not what John had in mind. No." So he does dial it down and make it even a little bit more specific um, in, uh, in Romans chapter 13. In Romans 13 in verse 11, Paul says, This do, knowing the time that it's already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believe. The night is almost gone. The day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and Put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, sexual promiscuity, sensuality, strife, jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Now we've got something to work with. That's a little bit closer to home. It, it is. It is. Okay. So, so, okay, I'm going to keep asking the same For the audience out there... See, my preparation for this episode really is just one question. I'm just going to keep asking Mark over and <laughs> over again. And that question is this, what does that look like? Yeah. Like, what does, you just read, make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. What does provision for the flesh look like, Mark? I think it comes in a lot of different forms, but it boils down to this. It's, it really ends up, it's making excuses for the flesh to do what the flesh wants to do. So whether that's, carousing, whether it's drunkenness, whether it's sexual promiscuity or, or the rest. To make provision is to make allowance in some, you know, in some degree. Whether, um, you know, whether that comes on the front side or the back side, um, it, in either case, it's making allowance for sin. It's not really taking John's description of God seriously, that if we're going to have fellowship with the light, we can't be flirting with the darkness at the same time. Yeah, so this last week I had the opportunity to do, have a... Oh, yeah, right, right. Tell, yeah, tell yeah. that story. So so uh, the company I work for uh, is part of a part of a trade group, and there's a big convention down in Vegas every year for the automotive aftermarket accessories. And at this show, you've got 200,000 people going to Vegas, and so we, we, were, we participated in the trade conference. Well, so you're in Vegas. You're, and, you're and, in Vegas. And Vegas is – you're in Vegas on, on October 31st, no less. Oh, right, right. right. So, nice timing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it just it's, – it was, it was in darkening. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> in darkening. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of opportunity. There's sin that's just blatant right out in front of you. It's sure. just – it is there, and you're thinking, oh, man, the best thing to do is just, just stay away from any of this stuff. But there's also the little things that seem little that, oh, you know, it would be easy to make little justification. Well, you know – 
this would be okay. I'm not really doing that bad thing over there. I'm just doing, eh, participating in this or that or the other. Nobody's perfect. No, I'm just, I'm just that, saying. That's right. No, and, 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 and we're all just sinners saved by grace. And so we don't want to be the stodgy one, you know, being just we're all sinners saved by grace. And if any man's perfect, let him cast the first stone. <laughs> right. You know? right. So, so Vegas is built on people who talk to themselves that way. Oh, that's a good, yeah. It really is. Yeah. The, the gajillions that are made in Vegas are made by people who, who Christian or not, who use those kinds of excuses. Yeah. Make provision for the flesh. Exactly. There's going to, yeah. And the Bible just doesn't allow for that. The Bible just doesn't give any kind of, of provision for us to to make those allowances. It just doesn't, just doesn't do it. So, you know, Ephesians chapter 5 talks about how light changes things. And in verse 13 it says, All things become visible when they're exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. And that's that's directed toward us. We're the things that have become visible. We're the things that are exposed. It's everything in us that is exposed by the light. Everything that becomes visible is light. That's what it should look like in our world. Okay. Houston, we have a problem here. I mean, I'm hearing what you say, Mark, but we're told in Romans 13 that we aren't to make any provision or allowances for sin, for the flesh. We aren't supposed to excuse it or justify it. Right. right. At the same time, here in 1 John, he tells us that if we say we don't have sin, that we're liars and the truth isn't in us. So it's almost to say that John expects us to sin, but in Romans, we aren't supposed to make excuses for sin, but in 1 John, we're expected to sin. So in the next chapter, chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I write these things to you so that you may not sin. It seems like we've got a conflict here. So yeah. on the one hand, on the one hand, we're not supposed to make excuses, allowances, or room for sin. On the other hand, well, if you say you're not sinning, you're a liar. Then, yeah, then you you're know? a liar. So, yeah. So lots of times when, uh, when people read through this passage, they try to take just one kind of homogenous view of, of who John is talking to, and they don't really break it out as to, as to what's going on. What John's doing is, is he's, he's going back and forth between these two hypothetical people. In, in, in verse 6, and you can see, we'll, we'll call this guy... Uh, we'll, Bob? Um, <laughs> no, no. Not Lou. Let, let's, call him, let's call him Honest Abe, yeah, all right? That wouldn't um, be Lou. No, it would not. Okay. We'll, 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 so we have Honest Abe, and we've got some... Uh, who, uh, who do we have that's not honest? Lou. Okay. All right. So we have Liar Lou and Honest Abe. This would be right. excellent. So, okay. So in verse 6, we speak to Liar Lou. If... We say, Lou, that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. Now in verse 7, we're going to talk to Abe. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Back to Lou. If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But to Abe, we would say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if Lou says that he has not sinned, Lou makes him a liar and his word is not in us. He's not talking to the same person in each section. He's using two hypothetical guys who are doing things very differently 
and one of them is honest before God, and the other is not. And we know that he's talking to two different people because he sets that up for us in verses 6 and 7. Because he lists two different people. One person walks in the light, the other person does not walk in the light. Right. Yep. Even though he claims to. And so what John is doing is he's, he's, not only is he giving us the principle we ought to live by, but he's also throwing in a little litmus test for us to see if we're really walking by the light the way that we should be. You point out both of these guys have sin, and that's absolutely right. If, in verse 8, you know, if we say we have no sin, so the guy who is being deceitful, the guy who's being dishonest with himself and with God, if he says, I have no sin, he deceives himself and the truth is not in him. Okay, but in verse 9, if we confess our sins, well, that guy has sin too, doesn't he? Yes. They, they both have committed sins. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sin here, and you know, hold yourself back, sin is not the real issue. Well, it's not the underlying issue. The real, what causes one man to walk in darkness and the other to walk in light is not sin. The issue here is honesty. So First John isn't a license to sin. No. Nor is it a condemnation to someone if they do sin. No. It, it is, it really is talking about whether or not, how we deal with that. Yeah, and people try and and force both of those interpretations from this passage, and uh, and and will try and you know use it to bludgeon others and say, well, you have to confess because I know you blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and that's absolutely not accurate. John's point here is that honesty with God, and if you're going to be honest with God, you've got to be honest with yourself. Honesty is the real issue. So how do I know if I'm honest? I mean, I know I'm honest. But I'm not so sure about you. Well, you can or just, Lou, you can just ask yourself, <laughs> yeah, am I honest? Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure I am. <laughs> there you go. And all the audience said, I'm honest. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's a better litmus test. All right. Okay, you know, you may be a dark and double-minded, deceitful, conniving, dishonest dirtbag. <laughs> if. <laughs> right. If, well, <laughs> Good one. How about if you only read your Bible on Sunday? Well, you know, that's that might be a sign. You think? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. No. So, <laughs> yeah, here's your sign. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, so if you're only reading your Bible, so what, how is a person dishonest if they're if they're only reading their Bible like once every once in a while? Well, I don't know. It depends if they're making the claim or 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 posing as though they read it more often. Then that would hmm. be dishonest. If you know, I was reading the other day, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. like three months ago. You know, if if you've got to erase your browsing history, Ah. you might be a dark and double-minded, deceitful, conniving, dishonest dirtbag. Ooh. How about if you have to deal in cash so there's no record of your expenses? Oh. oh, oh. Uh, You know, you might be a double-minded, deceitful, conniving dirtbag (laughs) if you feel awkward when your friends meet your brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh. As if they're not one and the same. Right, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Or you you might use uh, Christian speak. You might use Christianese uh-huh. around uh, only those who are Christians. Yeah. But we don't use those terms around other folks. Mm-hmm. Other folks. Well, you know, we don't want to uh, offend them. No, no. We're waiting and for they the right opportunity to they offend would, them. They wouldn't get it anyway. That's right. You know, they, they would. So what would be a good litmus test for being honest, Mark, aside from... The opposite of everything we just listed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right? Being honest with God is the test of honesty. Yeah. And it's confessing our sins. Yeah. The thing about prayer is that there's no place to hide when you pray. If you're really praying, now, 
If you're now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to sleep up as you die before I wake up, pray the Lord my soul. That you can get through pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But when you really sit down with the Lord over the scriptures and you start to work through that, there's no place to hide anymore. You can't justify it to God, you can't explain it to God, you can't you can't sweep it under the rug to God. There's no place to hide. So if there's something that you have to deal with, prayer is the place where that gets dealt with. What if I feel compelled during uh, an assembly to go forward? You know, they just finished the invitation song. Mm. The invitation's been made. I am but a little worm. So you you go on up. <laughs> you walk down the aisle. You dutifully sit on the front pew. That's good. And you spill all the beans to everybody. Isn't that a great litmus test for being honest? I've not found that to be a help in people being honest. I think if anything, that's maybe a little bit of self-martyrdom and um, and probably a, a good dose of posturing to receive accolades from your fellow we, Christians. I, I don't. We're just I don't so have grateful very... for your humility, brother. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it just leads to hypocrisy. I, you're getting your praise from the wrong place if you're doing it that way. I, I think. I mean, certainly, and James talks about there's a place for. You know, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so you may be healed. And that's a positive thing, but that's very different than, you know, standing up to make some kind of a public show of repentance as if that raised your raised your stock among the of a congregation. I, I, I have very... I don't think that's helpful Mark, at all. You Can you really tell? Feel, I, Mark, I, <laughs> right. He's, Mark, if you just see Mark's facial expressions, he's trying to be nice as he's uh, saying this. He really is. Yeah. Um, Not helpful. But when you have to sit down with God, that's helpful. When you have to tell God, or, you know, when you tell somebody, you don't have to tell, listen, I'm struggling with this or that thing, and how do I get through it? Yeah. Not just a... Hey, I'm here for my weekly spot of confession, and um, you know you're supposed to deride me. And so, not not for that. But when it comes down to to prayer, just you and the Lord, and you have to spill your guts, and you're honest. That's confession. In Ephesians five verses eight through fourteen, I think it'd be a good way to wrap this up, Mark. Ephesians five verse eight: You were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it's disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper! And arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And we'll see you next time on Interman Radio. Radio.